you from the top of the Poconos, it's the Balcony Show with your host Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, the Balcony Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Balcony Show. We are very excited tonight because we are going to have rock royalty on the phone for our listeners tonight. Joel Hoekstra is going to be on Woo-hoo. from White Snake, Rock of Ages. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, so much. <laughs> we excited. <White> Snake. <laughs> Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He's done a lot. Yeah, he's done he, so uh, much. He, uh, you know what? He's one of these people that there's not too <coughs> much or not any arena that he hasn't been in. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's toured small. He's he's done arenas. major arenas. Uh, uh, the list of people that he's worked with is just absolutely incredible. So I would encourage you to uh, check it out. She encourages you, folks. Stick around and listen. I don't. <laughs> I don't encourage. I tell you, I'll show up at your house. Just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> but first, hit it, Dave. <laughs> Facts that are freaking useless. Ah, uh, yes. Today's useless facts about rock. So I guess we're, we're just gonna dive right in. You know what I mean? We're gonna dive right in. We're just gonna get right in the water and we're gonna go. Useless fact number one. Bono got his nickname. Bono. Bono. <laughs> Bono. Bono, Bono, Bono. <laughs> Here we go. Sonny Bono. Bono. <laughs> no. Seriously, what was in that cigarette? I'll have what he's yeah. having. I'm saying. All right. Bono got his nickname from a hearing aid store. Did you know that? No. I did not know I did that. not know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. What? Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No. Say that again. Huh? Get, get it? <laughs> yeah, he got it from a hearing aid store. Huh? Huh? What? What? <laughs> Useless fact number two, the Rolling Stones' tongue logo design was inspired by the Indian Hindu goddess of Kali, the destroyer. Oh, yeah. Kali, Kali. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. that from, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No. no. Harrison Ford played in them. Play- the movies. Wow, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. Or Indiana and Jones? Indiana Jones oh, and the Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kali, Kali. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, monkey like, brains. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdos. All right, useless fact number three. The Muppet Show's animal is allegedly inspired by Mick Fleetwood. I did not I, know that. I, I can see that. I didn't yeah. know that either, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes cool. sense now. It totally yeah. does, yes. Yeah, no doubt. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally get it. Mick Fleetwood with the eyes. Animal has the big eyes. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, useless fact about rock number four. After making a mistake when recording Hey Jude, Paul McCartney says OFNL at the two minute and fifty eight second mark. So really? you know everybody's gonna be looking <laughs> Oh, I am. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. I did not know that. I did not I know no that. No idea either. about no. that one. Dave, yeah. when we go on a break, you got to YouTube that. Which I, I thought I for years, it. like when, uh, <laughs> when Law and Order was, was it Law and Order, the one that used the Who song, Who Are You? Okay, they never edited, it, edited that out. 
where the song says, who the F are you? Right. And every day, family viewing hour. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in there. Give, they, give that a listen. All right. <laughs> Useless fact number five. Uh, the term used in the, the 40s by the U.S. Air Force for UFO was Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. That I did know. I knew that. I wonder if yeah. that's if that was intentional. Them them taking that name. I think it was. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, Dave in an art, uh, article uh, early on had mentioned that. Like, he, and he was just basically in his basement grasping at straws. What was he going to call his first iteration? Because the first album is all Dave. You know, uh, recorded in his basement. You know, after uh, Nirvana kind of flew to the wind. And I, I think that was where I got that from. So, yeah. Moving right along. Well, these were very interesting useless facts. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I, like I actually these like use, these. Useless facts today. I'm glad it had nothing right. to do with goats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so our first song tonight is going to be from Soraya, who is a Philadelphia artist, and she is out. She's been touring with Joan Jett. She's made a billboard with her latest single, and we are super excited for her. But we're going to play her song, Wild Woman, and let's kick off this great show. We'll be right back.
Rock on the Balcony show. And right now, we have the first song to, from tonight's interview with Joel Hoekstra. The song is Until I Left You. So give it a listen. And when you come back, we will have Joel on the line. Here we go.
Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Balcony Show. We are back with Joel Hoekster on the phone. He is the lead guitarist. He plays with Whitesnake and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He is known for his work with Cher, Night Ranger, The Broadway Show, Rock of Ages. He has filled in for Foreigner, Monsters of the Rock Cruise. It just goes on. Joel, I, I, I would take up the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you a busy guy. Just incredible. What what a bio. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. And so we're here to talk about your side project, which is Joel Hoekstra's 13. And we just, we played the first song from, um, I believe it was Dying to Live, which was your freshman album from um, Hoekstra 13, Joel Hoekstra 13, Until I Left You. Okay. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you tell me about why did you start a side project? Uh, well, I mean, I had three instrumental albums out years ago. Um, they were primarily instrumental, kind of wild, you know, fusion-y, um, much like you'd expect from a guitarist. And as it became more well-known in the hard rock bands, um, you know, in particular Night Ranger and Trans-Siberian and Whitesnake, um, you know, I had a lot of fans saying, well, we got your solo stuff. you have anything that kind of sounds more like the bands you're in? <laughs> you know, like, so they were just looking for, you know, hard rock songs. And, and I really always wanted to do that, like write an album of just good quality rock songs that were um, songs that I would want to listen to. So that's really the the focus of the Joel Hoekstra's 13 albums is that the, they don't sound like, uh, like a guitar solo album. There's not really long guitar solos. It's not instrumental. It's not all about like showing off my chops. It's more or less like to give me an opportunity to be the person to write the songs all the way from the chord progressions and riffs to the lyrics and the vocal melodies and kind of, have my favorite classic rock musicians help me out in um, making that come to fruition. So um, it's, I guess if you wanted to summarize, it's kind of a chance to be the boss for a second and do like, do all the writing and be in charge of, you know, how it should sound in regards to the mix and um, the final product to produce it essentially. Yeah. I gotta say, I, re I really enjoyed how, you know, and knowing you're, you're a guitar player and then you're having these songs. I mean, more often than not, over the years, we've heard guitar players release albums kind of in this vein, but then they really spend a lot of time showcasing themselves throughout the song. And you really kind of laid back into the just in, into the, the mid seat on this. And I found that rather refreshing because it adds to the strength of these songs, which were really good, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I, for me, as I said, these are it's more about the songs and having it sound like a band. Uh, the hitch being, though, that I'm the person doing all the writing. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not a, not a band per se, and hence the name. It's kind of, it, I, I gave it a project name in the end to show that this is definitely mine, hence the Joel Hoekstras. And then I gave it a project name in 13 because I thought it doesn't sound like a guitar solo album. Like to release it under Joel Hoekstra, you, people would put it on and go, well, it just sounds like a band, you know? Um, so I thought a project name was the most appropriate in the end for it. Um, and Hence the selection of Joel Hoekstra's 13. And I thought, you know, if it ever turns into a band, we can just call it 13. But mm -hmm. right. um, for the time being, you know, Joel Hoekstra's 13 works fine for me. And why the number 13? Just my lucky number. 
okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, and I got to tell you, the, the reviews that have come in for the running games, which is the next two songs that we're going to hear, have been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, people are really, really digging this whole project. Uh, between the riffs and the melodies and R Russell Allen's voice is just stellar. So you pick some really good people. And uh, who, who produced this? Uh, me. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, it's fantastic. It's man. <laughs> That's, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. You know, gives your fans, you know, a chance to like get inside your head a little bit, if you know what I mean, you know, because you're always contributing to other bands and you contribute so much to, you know, Night Ranger and Whitesnake and all those projects you do do. It's nice to hear what's inside your head, your lyrics, how you're feeling, you know, what direction your life is going in or where it's been. So it's really cool for us too, to hear. Which yeah, brings, cool. thank you. Which um, brings us to lyrics, Oh, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say the lyrics are often, you know, uh, specific but vague enough for people to attach their own meanings, which I kind of exactly. like. You know? So a lot of times the songs aren't about what people think they're about. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you kind of explained in a, a few times during the uh, campfire tour, which I found to be really interesting um, when you were playing with Brandon Gibbs. Um, I love finding out like the yeah, real I dirt love though, that what stuff. the songs are about. Because, you know, <laughs> a lot of the songs people think are about relationships half yeah. the time, you know, and the way you you know, wrote the song, you would, you might think that you may not be too sure. You don't know what it's exactly about. You put your own uh, spin on it as, you know, listening to it. So it was so really cool to, to hear goodbye. that. It was so really cool to hear that though. Uh, you, what the songs are really about. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. So hard to say goodbye is about because the rest of our listeners probably <laughs> don't know. I'm the only one who knows <laughs> here right now. <laughs> or, do, or do they got to wait and come to a concert to find out? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you know, until I left you is basically people always think that's about, you know, leaving uh, a partner in a relationship or whatever. But for me, that was about quitting drinking, basically. Um, just that letting go of that was, you know, things tended to go my way. Nothing seemed to go my way <laughs> when I had that as part of my life, essentially. And so letting go of that uh, was a big step for me in life. And, um, and then hard to say goodbye is... Um, more specifically about letting go of just like bad memories um, in your life and basically um, forgiveness, essentially, like just moving on from hanging on and rehashing bad memories and just kind of letting go of, you know, bad things that have happened. Did you feel that like writing a song like that, Hard to Say Goodbye, was that kind of therapeutic for you in a way? You know yeah, I mean, I mean uh, sure. I think that making the albums are in general. I mean, I, I do them as artistic statements, um, even though I want to attach like some lis listenability and I guess, you know, commercial appeal sounds cheesy because I'm not exactly making a Katy Perry album, <laughs> um, but like, you know, for our genre. Right. Like, I want the songs to be catchy and good songs. So, um, you know, there's there's definitely that in there um but within that within those confines i like to you know think that they're just artistic statements because i'm not really doing them making them for you know right. money or anything right. like that they're, they're they're entirely motivated by like the sake of the art and like hopefully leaving a legacy in your life beyond like well he's a guy who had these gigs you know right right very cool very cool joel 
with everything that you have under your belt and all the experience of touring, recording, working with so many other artists, um, comes like life experience and professional industry experience. So just wanted to know uh, for our listeners who may be an indie artist or an indie band themselves out there, with the way the industry is today compared to what it was like for you when you first started out, what would you tell an up-and-coming or somebody that's interested in making this their career for life? Would you do um, anything different? Uh, I mean, I would say have the confidence that you can do it, but also know that you have to work harder than most people. I think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people choose um, passions because it feels like, hey, it's not going to be like going to work. Um, what they don't realize is that you're probably going to have to work harder than most it people. It is going if to you work. Want it, <laughs> if, if you want it to work out in the end, yeah. um, like getting into something that, you know, a lot of people want to get into or to live out your dream, you really do have to pay your dues pretty heavily, I think, to see the other end of that. At least, you know, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, did I you ever work really hard. At, at, one, at what point, if you ever, did you say, oh, yeah, like today's the day I actually recognize, like, I made it. Or I made myself a name and have truly created, you know, my career and my dream and it's come true. Like, did you ever have that moment? Or is that still well, kind of like I mean, rolling? It's, so it's kind of a mix of saying that, you know, it's it's never happened in a way, like never having that moment. Or you could say like I've, ha I've lived that moment, that small moment, like a gazillion times. Right. So it's kind right. of like every step of the way that you... Um, you take, you go like, Hey, this is, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Um, but you know, not to get too philosophical, but in the end, it's more about the, the, the process, you know? Um, so like the thing that I always preach, and this would go to the younger artists out there is that, um, you know, you need to be productive on a daily basis. So it's not like, um, you can't just, if you look at anything that's a monumental task, like if you're learning a foreign language or you're going to, you know, turn yourself, get in immaculate shape. I mean, that's something that happens over the course of time through consistency. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's about getting to the end of every day and being like, was I productive today? Did I put a lot of effort in today? Um, and that's at the end of the day, that's all you can do. I, there, there was no pun intended there at the, at the end of the day, but <laughs> right, right. I mean, you want to you want to reach the end of every day and know that you tried hard and that you put something in, um, because in the end you get you get back what you put into it. Yeah, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with the Joel Hoekstra interview. But first, we're going to listen to "Hard to Say Goodbye" by Joel Hoekstra's Thirteen. <laughs> Oh, 
This is uh, this is Mike. Um, so yeah, I was just really impressed with the the production that went into this uh, studio wise and stuff. Um, it's very very professional sounding, of course. Um, I was just wondering when you get these songs together, do you kind of just have like a loose blueprint when you go and you do you kind of gather up the rest of the musicians, or do you lay down kind of like the bones of it yourself before you bring people in to record or? 
Like, how does that how does that process go in writing these songs? Um, so I usually will write a chorus, like while I'm playing a guitar riff and write a chorus, and then kind of build the song out from there, and maybe write the guitar riffs to the rest of it, and maybe come up with that stuff later. Yeah. It depends, you know. There's there's times where it goes down, and it's it's just the guitar riffs and everything first, and right. then I'll write something to that. Um, but essentially, like what goes to the musicians, what goes to Vinnie Appice, like when you when you record and you're a guitarist. You know, I got my choice of either programming drums and having Vinny interpret that and do his own thing with it, yeah. or just lay it down to a click, right? Which is essentially a metronome, <laughs> right? So, yeah, um, that's what I tend to do, just because I'm not a big fan of programming drums. It's so tedious to me; like, I, I don't enjoy it. And that's what you get a drummer for, right? So, that's and, right. And, yep. And I like, I like them approaching it and sometimes surprising me in what they do. Uh, especially Vinny. Vinny, Vinny always say he has a knack for playing the unexpected, where you go like, "Wow, I, you know, I wasn't picturing that, but yeah. um, now that it's there, I really dig it." So, um, to me, that's where everybody gets to leave their personality on it and their um, their hand in the way it sounds is just by letting them create their parts and not getting in their their hair too much about it. You know, like, you know, Vinny Vinny plays on the stuff, and I pretty much just go with whatever he plays <laughs> and. Um, Likewise with Tony Franklin on bass, you know, it's yeah. just like perfection, you know, he's just, um, you know, great bass player and, so and, um, yeah, it's great. You, you have know, that trust factor. Rarely do I go back to any of these guys with anything like, Hey, can you do this? I just let them do their thing. And then that's what you hear. So they get to express themselves and not feel like, Oh boy, this guy's just telling me note for note what to play. And, um, you know, I don't want to do that either. Cause I've, I've been on their side of things many, many times, you know, where you're yeah. playing on somebody's album and, um, you know, that's a drag. Micromanaging. <laughs> yeah. That's a drag. <laughs> somebody's telling you exactly what to yeah. play. It's like, well, why do you even have to yeah. hear? Yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> yep. And you have number three coming. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Working on the third, so that's kind of um, entering the mix phase right about now. So, um, you know, usually it takes a little time once it's turned in to turn it around. So I think people can expect it in early 2023. Well, mm. we can't wait. Fantastic. That's for sure. Yeah. Will it be the same lineup of musicians, pretty much? Yeah, pretty pretty close. You know, cool. one, one, one change, but yes. Very cool. I want to ask you, tell me one thing about Joel Holkstra that most people would not know. Oh, gosh. Um, that I rarely listen to music. <laughs> oh, my God. That is classic. Really? Wow. <laughs> okay, you just made our night. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I, I work on music a tremendous amount. Right, and yeah. um, so by the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is be like, Hey, let me go listen to this artist or this album. I'm usually, my brain just starts working when it hears music and starts thinking. And, um, so I usually like to go the opposite route and get away from music, like in my spare time, so to speak, where most people look at music, like it's like their entertainment. That is their spare time for me. It's like get away to get away from it. So, I'm pretty bad, like not pretty bad. I'm absolutely horrible at being like, you know, 
um, relevant in terms of listening to newer artists or even in knowing catalogs of older artists where, you know, I've worked with other musicians who know, you know, oh, this album, yeah, yeah this song sequence, and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Eddie Trunk kind of thing where you've got the liner notes memorized and, you know, real, real like historians <laughs> of classic rock, right? Um, I, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm, I'm like heavily influenced by what I did listen to, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, no matter how much I liked anybody, I don't own like the whole discography from anybody. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I, I pretty much owned like a couple albums from like certain artists and then I'd be like, wow. And I, but I'd be heavily influenced <laughs> by those, you know? Right. So we're going to finish with finish line tonight. And can you uh, tell us something about that song, Joel? Um, so finish line is basically, um, it, it's just about like setting me off on the path of playing guitar in life. Like, you know, with my guitar and like kind of me against the world and, and, uh, going off to, to try and make it happen and working incredibly hard to try and make it happen. And it basically, you know, my life is essentially like every day, uh, it's a, it's a race where I'm constantly working. Um, but the finish line is like nowhere in sight. I don't even know what the actual end is. You know, it's like, you just constantly working, um, looking for the finish line that you, you'll you never find, essentially. Boy, isn't that the... And lately, yeah. that's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, go, do you have a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a very well-put-together song. And, you know, uh, along with uh, Russell's uh, incredible vocals, I was like, I was pretty amazed by it. It almost had a very Dio kind of sound to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like... I was like, wow. I was like, you know, I was like... I, I dug it in a sense because I enjoy, you know, I enjoyed Dio, and I was just like, I want, you know, I was wondering if that vibe was intentional or if that was just, that's just the way it just plays out, and that's my my own interpretation. Well, I mean, one of the one of the statements when Dying to Live came out was that, you know, when describing the music with having Russell there and Vinny, um, was that the music was going to be Dioish at its heaviest and Foreignerish at its lightest was the way I pictured it being was kind of like. You know, great mellow tunes, um, like Off Dying to Live, if you listen to Long for the Days, you know, that has a definite, like, foreignerish vibe to it, or changes. Um, and so once I got to running games, um, I suppose, you know, with Finish Line, when I came up with the riffs, I mean, that was intentionally very Dio-ish, you know, definitely, because it was like, that's the description of the music, so I'm going to, like start that was like the the core of the album was like the that because it, it allowed me to say like that's the sound and then you know that way if you stray a little far away and it doesn't sound dioish in spots it's you can still say yes but there's this you know? mm, right, right, right. <laughs> so a- anyway that's i think intentionally um yeah intentionally very dio influenced well, I want to thank you so much, sir, for spending. It's like having rock royalty on the show for us. And I know it's going to mean the world to the listeners that, you know, are supporting the independent artists that we share the music from. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough for taking time to spend some time with us here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I appreciate you guys thinking of me. All right. Well, we're going to end things tonight with Finish Line by Joel Hoekstra's 13. Please go out and download it, stream it. All right. Good thank night. you, Joel. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Bye. You're welcome.
on today's Mad Cats, Mad Tracks, we have the song One Day Late, One Dollar Shy by Jane Crow. So give it a listen.
Hey, it's Bo Summer here on this week's Indie Radar right here on The Balcony Show. So check this out. The Irish government, the minister of, uh, what's he's on a task? The Irish minister for tourism, culture, arts, etc. has uh, put together a very cool, um, like the spending allowance or something for anybody in the arts. So you can be a musician, you could be a painter, you could be a poet, you could be, you know, whatever. You're just involved in the arts. And it's to kind of help, um, it's a program that they're kind of spearheading, and their initiative was to set this up for working artists um, to help them sort, like, pretty much putting money in their pocket because of what the pandemic has done. So we all know everything just got shut down, so right. anybody, there's no gigs, there's no performances, there's no opportunity for them to have made any money at that time. So the minister... Uh, the Irish minister actually put together this program, and they had like 9,000 people apply in the country. Only two were selected, kind of, I mean, who knows what the ratio is, but the point is, I guess two 2,000 people were accepted, and they're getting this allowance to kind of help put money in their pocket. It's almost like, I guess, what are in the U.S. would be um, unemployment, unemployment kind of thing, right. but it's for the artists. So they're hoping that that's going to maybe spearhead other programs in other countries for um, anybody who's in the arts. So that's actually happening right now. And I think the country is putting in like 23 point something million dollars to actually get this program up and running to help artists of every walk, you know, which is kind of cool. So it's the it's past tense, though. You can't apply anymore, right? It's no. And I don't know that they've released any other information. But how cool is that? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I thought that was a really neat because I think um, one of the main purposes was that they wanted to put this program together because have uh, like everyone is affected. Everyone is affected by the arts um, in such a positive way. So they wanted to kind of give back and help put some, you know, money into their pockets and get their economy going. So well, that's pretty that. cool. I think we need to do more support yeah. the arts in the United States. I, I agree. But anyways, thank you, Bo, for another great tip on Indie Radar. And I'd like to remind you, The Balcony Show is proudly produced at Rock Hard Studios out of Stroudsburg. Check them out for all your musical production needs. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. In today's fast-paced digital world, not only have the players changed, the game is no longer the same. Independent artists today must launch their own career without the backing of the majors or a big budget. They must promote it to radio themselves. Music and film understands this. We know where artists are coming from, where they want to go, and what they need to do to get there. We reach 250,000 radio stations in 180 countries. We are hands down the largest in the business. Please email promotions at music and film.com that's music with a k with a k with a k it's time for the spotlight portion of our show where we showcase debut singles and returning guests and your host is donna gallucci so here we go donna freaking gallucci <laughs> Cat. Nice. <laughs> How you doing, Don Freaking Gallucci? Doing okay. All right, doing that's okay. excellent. All right, uh, go ahead. Get it's started. an excellent evening. I'll let, you, I'll let you do your thing now. I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> thing. My thing, the Dead Daisies. 
Yes. Yes. They're, they're killing it Love. right now. Oh, oh they are. Yeah, yeah. They awesome. certainly are. Um, they have a new single out, Hypnotize Yourself, which is actually they have their new album. Yeah. Right. Has come out. Uh, came out on September 30th called Radiance. That's their sixth studio album. Nice. They're unbelievable, these guys. They're just, they're just <laughs> killing it. They're killing it. All over the place. Yeah. Absolutely. Touring and... And I couldn't be happier they, because... That's awesome. Doug, when he was on the... He was just such a fantastic yeah. guy. It was such a great interview, so, too, during, during the shamdemic when he's sitting there. It's like, we're ready, to, we're ready to end the conversation. He's like, well, no, 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 no. You guys can't go yet. <laughs> yeah. he's like, I haven't spoken to anybody but my family for a month. <laughs> 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 no, he's, he's just... He's Just awesome and super cool. And yeah. he did say he's going to come back and uh, maybe stop by the studio one day. Wouldn't maybe, that be awesome? Maybe, maybe we have to drag, hold him to that. Maybe drag Glenn with him. Well, that would be mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, <laughs> <You> <laughs> all right, Doug, we're holding you Glenn to Hughes, it. Glenn we want him in the studio. His great vocals on this track. Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it's Hypnotize insane. Yourself. It's a great song. Just a straight-up rock and roll tune. Heavy chorus. Guitar-driven. Rock your face yep. off. Cool. <laughs> awesome song. I really, really like it. And I love this band because they just never stop. Like, they just had a European tour this summer. They did their fall U.S. tour in September. And now they're gearing up for a tour of the U.K. in December. They're just constantly on the move, constantly promoting themselves. And they do all kinds of cool stuff. Just real quick, one really cool thing I thought was, uh, I I really enjoyed that they did. They put together a special U.S.-only CD EP. That is only available at their U.S. shows, oh, which is really that's cool. Very which cool. featured wow. all four singles that they recently released off of this oh, album. Cool. Nice. Well, actually, three singles, and then a bonus cover of a Fleetwood Mac song called "Oh Well," mm. which oh, people can only cool. hear on this CD. I just love when bands do cool stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I agree. cool yeah. stuff at the merch booth. You know, kind of off <laughs> off the beaten track and yeah, something neat. Very see, smart. Very yes, very yeah. smart. Very smart. Somebody's stuff. thinking. Yes, yeah. and that's what you talk about all the time, mm-hmm. Bo, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Thinking. So, so here we go. Take a listen to the Dead Daisies, Hypnotize Yourself. Yeah, we're late. 
thanks for listening to The Balcony Show. What a great in- interview. Joel Holkstra, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, spending some time with us here on the show. Much, much things to come. Yeah. Um, we're, we have a new segment with Mike Roy, Mike's Music Box, so look forward to uh, some more of that coming up in f- future episodes. And just so grateful for a lot of things that are happening and I'm yeah. glad the music community is alive and they survived a lot of it and are yeah. thriving doing so, well there is so much there's just good music out there such incredible mm-hmm. talent and again I'm going to remind you a reverb nation campaign is now you know hot so for we want your holiday music yeah that's holidays are around the corner. Oh my gosh, jingle they bells, are. That stresses bells. me out. I'm not allowed to sing that yet. <laughs> no Christmas music yet. <laughs> December first, you can start. Yeah. So do do. Tune in. Do do tune in. What a bunch of wisecrackers on this show. Just saying. Never stops. She right. said do do. With that, I'm gonna bid everybody good night. It's time to go home. <laughs> time yeah, to go to bed. I think we're all mm. fried, so. Right. Speak for yourself. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if that's what fine drinking. looks like, I don't want any part uh, of oh, it. <laughs> oh, boy. Damn. Good night, everybody, for the Balcony Show. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Roll me a bone, baby. Pour me a shot. Let the nightmares come, darling, let them run high See you tonight after the show Saw you leaving once, now you're leaving me twice Got your family's love, well don't baby look nice Don't baby look nice Maybe I will see you next year
And that's what's up.